coming to you live from a very shanty north side apartment. It is the Sons of Honarchy podcast with your host, Drunk Shy Sox fan. And Hot Take Tommy. On this episode of the Sons of Honarchy, we're going to talk to you guys. Uh, well, we're going to start with back check, back check, because God knows I need it. Uh, we're going to do, what are we doing here? Uh, oh, we're going to talk about how you're the stat cult leader. I am not the stat yeah. cult leader. <laughs> we're going to talk about how uh, Joel uh, did not respond to our over-under on wins, but we're going to go into a We're going to do a little over-under. A little over-under. Maybe hot take, not take, over-under. Over or under. Or over or under. <laughs> Dyslexic guys, let him leave him alone. Uh, from there, we're just gonna do. Are we gonna do a uh, Minoso minute? We'll do a quick Minoso minute. Do a quick Minoso minute. And then minute. we're gonna talk Doomsday Clock. We're bringing it back for bring the live Twitter watchers. So thank you for those of us, those of you that have joined us already and will be Hi, joining us. So all of this brought to you by DBC, DBC brand. brand. That's right. So Tom, how you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. So, I had a fucking crazy day at work. Didn't make enough pizza for you. Um, I meant so. a pizza for me. I'm worried about all the people that are going to be coming over later. Oopsie. We ate it all. So and, and, your, and, your, and your wife, your poor wife. Yeah, She's she, going to starve now, She Tom. had a half a slice. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so as you may notice, Tom, in the background here, for those of us, the, those oh. of you that are watching live, mm. we have a bottle of, what is it called? Series. Sarah's Series Vodka, uh, Chicago Distilling Company. Uh, I forgot Malort. I forgot the bottle of Malort. We Shame literally, on me. we literally said to everyone, we're gonna be taking shots of Malort. Yeah, look at. I it. was, it was a guarantee. I was like three things for sure, and I started with shots of Malort will be taken. Well, you I was wrong. were. I was rolling up to your place to pick you up, and you said, "Oh shit, where are my glasses?" Which I don't even have on my body right now. <laughs> Seriously, I really got to get better about wearing these well, glasses. Well, at least you didn't. Makes me look way smarter. Yeah. Oh shit. Oh wow. Now I respect you. I know. Uh, all right? of a sudden. It's just- instantaneous folks <laughs> careful with your drink i already threw mine on the floor once. tommy literally spilled his drink all over the floor about uh, 15 20 minutes ago uh, it's okay it's whatever don't worry about it he got none of it on the equipment though so kudos Tommy. that's the important thing. prime move can we back check fact check so we can yeah, roll into this let's go right into this so first off we got to clear up when we were on the podcast with joel we were talking about the trades that happened between boston la and minnesota and first off, none of that was even officially finalized. It was like point. happening while we were talking, basically. Right. It was so it, the fact that it was like repealed as like after it was released, it was official, then it was unofficial. So the and clear then it was up, official again. The clear up is Bruce Dar Gratterall to LA for Kenta Maeda. Say Bruce Dar Gratterall six times fast. No thank you. <laughs> I literally had to say it at micro speed last <laughs> podcast. Um, Rooster, we sped it up. We sped up the audio. And That's then a obviously <laughs> that was because Boston had buyer's remorse. They got Jeter Downs, who according to Joel is named after the Dow Jones market <laughs> and Derek Jeter. Yes. Um, for Oh, and Alex Verdugo. That was a name that was not dropped for some oh, reason. And Alex Verdugo that? was a part of that deal. He was part of it from the Probably beginning. Probably the, the biggest part yeah. of that deal. For uh, so for Alex Boston, go Junior Downs uh, for Price, money, and Mookie Betts. David Price and money, not Price money. Well, it is Price money. <laughs> it's money that will be used on David Price's <laughs> on David contract. Price. Yes. So, um, another thing, uh, I was a little incorrect on the Rays. You were payroll wrong. last you were, year. Say you were wrong. 
I, tad incorrect. It was a I, great estimate. Steve That was a great estimate. Tell them the numbers. I Steve the numbers, baby. am incorrect. I need you to say that out loud because it doesn't happen often. Oh, stat cult leader. Okay. <laughs> Pump the brakes on that. Tell them what the numbers were. Tell them what the numbers what were the numbers and how are. it was incorrect. It is right in front of your face. Read it. Okay. Uh, the Rays? Are you talking about the Rays? Yes. The Rays. Okay, so that's that we're, for okay. their payroll. So the payroll I, on the Rays, you said sixty-eight. It's sixty-four. They spent last year. They spent sixty-four million dollars. What is a joke a lot for me, but like nothing, nothing. So it, we were saying like if they spent a hundred million, their World Series winners probably factual. So they spent sixty-four, not sixty-eight, which is even crazier than what we originally said. Now with your whole. BS on the luxury tax that you made up off the top of your head, and you have to admit that you're wrong <laughs> so, about it. So, no, I was not wrong about it. It's just Joel and I did not go in depth enough it's about it. So, the luxury tax includes, we didn't talk about this, it includes, this is a fun fact for Joel, who I know is going to be listening to this later. So, it includes losing draft picks, international signing pool money. And you also have to pay the percent luxury tax that you owe, depending on what year you're in and how much you actually spent. Fun facts. So it is actually kind of a pun. It's a pretty big punishment. It's pretty steep. Yeah. It's pretty luxury steep. Luxury tax-wise. Something that the White Sox will literally never have to worry about, though. Right. <sighs> Seriously. Oh, sorry. I didn't, beep, I didn't burp into the mic. Cheap-ass Jerry. Cheap-ass Jerry. Okay, so... so I'm going to call you out on this one. T.A. did not have the most hits last year. Uh, it was Jose Abreu. He had the highest percentage of chance of getting a hit. Correct. Highest batting average, not most hits. My bad. Also, run differentials. You were saying that the Cincinnati. Cincinnati Reds here apparently had a high run differential, as, as in the positives last episode. Uh, they Not quite. They, negative 10. But when you break it down... You have Milwaukee at the fifteenth highest. They were they were fifteen and sixteen. They so were yeah, at the league. Milwaukee middle. is fifteen and they're at plus two run differential. And then Cincinnati is right on their heels at minus ten. Milwaukee barely makes the quote unquote playoffs. Yes. And proof only right twelve there. runs behind. Run differentials do matter. Period and discussion. The only reason why Milwaukee <laughs> lost that game is because of outfield defense. defense, which Adam it Engel, is important. we're it is solid. Important. We're solid. As soon as we sneak into the ALDS, because we're not going to make the wild card, no matter what everybody says, we're not making the wild card because Yankees, Rays, the A's, AL East, and the AL West are pretty Even stacked. the Rangers, they're nah, not. So. Moving into our next fact, back check, fact check. You said Madrigal played four years of college, and I'll leave the whole is a finished product thing because that's nonsense uh, to me. But that's opinion based, right? He's a finished. He product. only he's, did play three years in college. He's done. Three years in college, all of them with playoff runs included. That's that says all it needs to say. And what were what is this? And apparently, last? your career is done. What is this? Um, you adding Yomer is the best, apparently. But all you wrote was Yomer. All I wrote was Yomer because I wanted to bring up how you were wrong, wrong oh. madly about his uh, we didn't, his we... K percentage, but it got clipped from last podcast. 
lies. Sometimes we are not the one take podcast because Tommy likes to say Yomer Sanchez didn't strike out that much. One take podcast. One take podcast. That's us. Oh my gosh. Also, the longer we go, less people get on. So we must be getting really freaking annoying. Wildly popular, guys. Wildly popular. I hope our mic is on. Hold on. Oh shit. What did I do? What What did I do? I think we're on. Yo, technical difficulties out the wazoo, but we're good. All right. So, do we want to jump into over and under right away? Let's do it. Well, first off, you have apparently something you need to say to me about how I'm the head honcho of something. Okay, so I'm I'm done. Most here. recent, most recent socks on tap episode, right? We go back, you listen to it. He taught he mentioned something called stack cult. Definitely a thing. The folks out here that say, you know, uh, fip this, whip that. You know, Alex Colome is garbage. Uh, he's due I, for regression. Jose Abreu, due for regression. He's garbage. He's 37 years old. He's 34. probably dead already. Like, all of that crap. You are the first one to go out on a limb and say, like, oh, Jose Abreu, he should be a DH this year and gone next year. And then Alex Colome, you're saying like, oh, hopefully he's just a setup man because, you know, 40 saves aside, he's garbage. And <laughs> 40 saves last year. He had 35, here whatever. Come, here comes fact check. Here comes fact check. Whatever. So like 70 saves aside, you don't care how many saves he has. He's probably the worst closer in history, according to you and your stat cult. And you, I literally don't know why you have to check yourself on this because you are a stat cult leader. I am not the stat cult leader. As no, here we go. Do you want people on White Sox Twitter who are stat cult leaders? I'm, uh, no offense to these people because they know <laughs> they know their baseball. Oh, oh, they know so, their baseball way better than so I do. You're saying that you're I not take a stat it. Cult leader. I take it as an honor. And a privilege oh, that you put that title on me. God. I take it as an honor and a privilege. The fact that true stat cult leaders are people like the Sox machine guys, Jim Margolis and P. Knowles and all I gotta Josh say, Nelson. All I got to say to all y'all is I'm apparently not worthy. Even NWI my, Steve. With my like, humble opinions about the uh, the fact that Jose Abreu is fucking my favorite. Uh, okay, so... All of you stat cult leaders, why why are you so Colum excited? Colomay had about- 30 saves last year, by the way. If saves mean everything to 75. you. 75. 75 saves. Oh. That's what I said. So <laughs> I am not the stat cult leader you by are any means. A, a stat cult leader. Absolutely At least not. A stat I love leader. statistics. This is a great time to ask it, especially since Adam was just tuned in. Maybe he's still tuned in. I saw he popped in just for a second Hit on it. the why do you hate statistics so much? Why do you not use them as I, a tool to I evaluate players and how good they might statistics. be? I use uh, home run numbers. I use RBI. I use average. And I use OBP. Okay, are- boomer. <laughs> I just okay boomered you for real. Uh, okay, fine, fine. All of that aside, like, I don't necessarily care about Babbitt. Because, you know... You don't care about BAPIP? Balls in play are, like, you're more likely to get on base from a ball in play than you are from a strikeout. Yes? But... 
piss poor contact will not necessarily get you on base a lot. When you're playing the Tigers, it will. You're not going to play the Tigers 162 games out of the year. 19. That's, that's aye, a lot of aye, games. Aye, aye, aye. That's a lot of games. Tom, pump the brakes, man. Anyway, I don't need to know about FIP when you're looking at people like Burley and fucking uh, even Cease has a lot a large amount of ground balls and well you're missing somebody you're that we just signed Dallas, Dallas Keuchel and he's literally outs is outs I'm with Cooper outs on are this. outs especially when you have a no, solid no, no. defense if, behind but you but the White Sox are terrible defensively but if you're Don Cooper first of all Tim Anderson is due for a really solid defensive season. If you've seen his YouTube channel, he's, uh, quote, out here working oh, man. all the time. Out here working wait, wait, with all of his jokes, right? Don't even right? think that I'm out, that here I'm we not go. working. Don't think I'm Adam not working. Adam just messaged us. He goes, I want to know why you choose not to use all the information given to you. Ain't nobody sending me all these stats. Like You can look them up, though. They are available. They are readily available to you. I don't have time you. for that shit. I, I got my eyes. They're good. My eyes are good. So, the eye test, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. The hot take Tommy eye test. Yo, I know when a player is solid. You need because, to create your own uh, like war system like Ken Star. <laughs> like Ken W.O.'s Ken Star. I think hey. Adam literally just bounced out because he doesn't want to watch you anymore. <laughs> he really dipped. He's so mad. <laughs> Don't rage quit the podcast. It's not worth it. All right. Shall we? Shall we? We we're shall. We're going we're gonna to move on. So – as we said, we're going to play a little over-under. And what inspired me to do this segment today with you, Tom, is number one, it's tradition. Yes. Especially around this time of the year. Yes. I mean, we've got – everybody's reported to spring training now. Yeah. So, season is upon us. Second, when we were on with Joel, we asked him a question about White Sox baseball this year mm -hmm. and how they're going to fare. And he avoided answering. He avoided answering the question like a true politician. So, Joel he Brand for office. He knew office. his audience. So, Joel Brand for office. <laughs> Vote the Untamed Bull. Vote at the Untamed Bull. Um, so, let's start with that one. We asked him, "Are they going to be an 83 win team this year?" And you say, "Over or under, Tom." Fucking over, baby. You guys all know that I am 99 wins or bust because this is this is realistically not you think they're 99 wins. Realistically, I think they are a 88 to 85 win team. I think they're better than 80. You just went from 99 to 88 to 85 with a range That's 85, a range. 85 to 88. 85 That's where I realistically. So you think, think their low point is an 85 win team? I think their low point is an 85 win team, which is two wins over. Wow, what is what is what is about two extra wins? No, no, no. What I'm saying is no. I'm comparing it to last year. Okay. Do you think this team is 13 wins better than they were last year? Yes. Explain. Yo, give me on a lie detector right now. They are 13 wins better than last year. Explain. They're 13 wins better than last year because obviously they're due for. Uh, what's the opposite of regression? I always want to say aggression. <laughs> That's not it. The opposite of regression is, is progression. Progress. Progress. That's progression. Fuck. Progression. You're right. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Take a drink. Now I'm ready. So they're due for progress from Ronaldo Lopez. 
Dylan Cease, fucking Michael Kopech, Carlos Rodon. They're due for progress from uh, fucking Madrigal. Yes, I said it. Chill out, guys. Wow. Chill, chill. That's chill. A, that's big coming chill. from you. Chill. Have we started to convince you? No, I. you're not convinced. Literally, all I want to do with Madrigal is tell you guys that he's not God. That's all I want you guys to know. He's just, that. that's it. He's good. He's probably going to be good. He's not God. He's probably a role player. At best, a role player. But to you, Tim Anderson's God. Tim Anderson's God. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> he's fucking goat. All right, so all of those, all of you love Tim Anderson but don't like Madrigal. But go ahead. All the progression from all these key key positions, right? Not to mention we had the absolute worst right field in the entire league. The entire league. You're talking about defensively. No. Oh, from last year. Last year we had the worst. Uh, fucking. Might be like one of the worst historic outfit right fields. Yeah. In baseball history. And now we have a replacement level right field, right? Which is I think Mazzara is still below uh, replacement. I that's that's too far. He's not I will look he's it up. not that bad. He's not a negative war player. Negative war does not mean what I'm saying is replacement is below two. Replacement level. Why are you flipping me off? Literally, for? wins above replacement is what it's called. So, replacement level is zero. Yes, but zero to two is replacement level, Fuck. according to most. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. But besides the point, the whole point of it being like we went from negative 19 war to two war or whatever the fuck Mazara is, that's. 20 wins that we just got right there. I don't care if you think Mazzara's shitty. He's going to hit a 500-foot bomb while I'm at the park. I'm going to lose my mind. I'm very excited about that day. (laughs) So all of that to be said, we are at least 13 wins better than last year. I'll say 10, but okay. All the – you're – that's like, why my over under is 83 like, or 84. Like, I think this team is an 83 to 86 win team. If that's the range we're playing with, I think it's 83 to 86. So I eight, think you're. I don't you're see this team being any me. better than 86. You're shitting on me for saying 85 to 88, and you're I think 83 saying, to 86. We're basically agreeing with one another. But that's the whole point. I can't agree with you, Tom. You're not allowed. To I can't agree, agree with you. Oh, I'm not allowed to. Cult leader, you have to disagree with me on everything. <laughs> Oh shit! I can't agree. Moving with on to our next over under. Here fine. you go. Okay. Uh, Abreu thirty three homers over or under. Way the fuck over. We're getting thirty six dingers from Abreu this year. Explain where you're Put getting it, that number down. from. Thirty six. I don't know. Just my. I love Jose Abreu. It's gonna happen. He's gonna. Tommy be- speaks from the heart. <laughs> He's got protection in the lineup in a big way this year. From if Indian. anything, that reduces his amount of opportunities. To, like, feel like he needs to step up to the plate. If anything, Jose Abreu, if you look at his his stats over time and you want to, like, play weird... If you look at his stats... Sorry. If you ahead. want to look <laughs> at the way he is hit in his career over time, Tom, yeah, he hits way better with runners in scoring position. He's going to have less opportunities to hit with runners in scoring position this year. Depending on where he's at in the order. Everybody wants him batting four. 
No, no, no. Sorry. What did I say? I think he's batting three in my lineup. Yeah, he's batting three in my lineup. It's it. The he's pressure is going to be taken he's off. Three of or him. four. Oh. <laughs> and now Adam's out here firing <laughs> shots at you here over live Twitter, saying this is the guy who likes McCann over Grandal. I don't. I don't. Okay. No. I. I showed him the text messages from the other day <laughs> where you called him All Star McCann. Get the meme. Get out. Be okay with a joke, fam. All right. Be okay with a I joke. I still think you're crazy on the over on this one with Abreu because also I don't think he's gonna be healthy 159 games this year like he was last year. He played 159 games last year. He's going to play 150 to 145 games. Also, this brings up a question I have for you. 145 to 150 If games, we are sure. in an NL ballpark and Count the matchup it. looks favorable for Edwin Encarnacion, do you sit Abreu at first? Do you sit Abreu and play Edwin at first? Never. Why not? Edwin Encarnacion at first is like... He's called E5, not E3. <laughs> e is E. Like... Errors is errors, just like outs is outs. All right, if you're bad in the field, you're bad in the field. Playing Although, third base and playing first base are way different. But what? I'll give you. Uh, I'll give you that. I'll give you that because I think they're different. Positions. If the matchup is right, you've got to play Edwin. You've got to play Edwin over Jose Abreu, especially if like Jose is on a cold streak or something's never, going he's on. He's never on a cold streak. A. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna laugh at that one. <laughs> no, I Edwin Encarnacion. You are not serious about that, no, right? I don't have to do a back check, fact no, check on that one. No, you don't have to back check, back check. That's fine. Um, <laughs> but Edwin Encarnacion, whatever matchups, blah blah blah, it's fine. Ed, this is why you have bench players, and the fact that we have a twenty sixth man on the roster this year is huge. Mm -hmm. Because sorry, it's huge. Um, huge, huge. Uh, <laughs> Shout out to Aubrey Huff. Fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> For real, big fuck, fuck you, you to, to Aubrey that guy. Huff. Um, <laughs> God, sorry, you disrail you mind track disrailed me. True. Apologies. Um, Edwin, Continue. Edwin Encarnacion is important on the bench in that situation mm. because anytime you're in an NL bar ballpark, you have the opportunity to sub somebody out for matchups. And yes, if the starter then is favorable to Edwin Encarnacion, you switch it over to Edwin Encarnacion. But then the next thing you know, they throw in a whatever reliever. I don't know the situation. I don't stack Colt. I'll leave that up to you. But. <laughs> You throw in oh an Edwin God. Encarnacion at first base in the sixth inning or whatever, and then you end up with, no matter what the other team is doing, you end up with a player who has a huge opportunity to hit a dinger. And that's right. what you're really going for, bar none. Fair enough. Moving on. Can Moving we move on? on? You, Let's we move, can move on. on. We can move on. This is the throwback to last year. Carlos Rodon, ERA. Three, four, seven. Why don't Why don't you give me same yours? as last you year? You keep throwing over this under. at me. What is your <laughs> What is your over under? Okay, three, four, seven ERA from Ronan. I, you know what mine is. Okay. Higher than three, four, seven. Bullshit. I'm sorry. I don't think Carlos Rodon is cut out for it. I just, I know he's shown flashes. He's shown flashes, but Joel said it. Perfectly. He we have a lot of the guy. White Sox exceptionalism. He's seen Carlos Rodon pitch. 
He knows about Carlos Rodon. He's been at the major league level. Probably we know once. what Carlos Rodon has been up to. Is his entire like we know what he's made of. He's just and injured. if anything, he's just an injured guy. If like, anything, since cover. his peak, since his peak, the AL Central has got stronger. The AL has gotten stronger. Hold on, hold We've on, become hold, a bigger power on. hitting league, hold which doesn't on. play. Can you let me finish? No. Please let me finish. Fine. The AL Central, the top part of it. Booty. Let me re-say that. Booty. The top part of it has gotten stronger. The AL in general, especially the majority of it, has gotten a lot stronger. Carlos Rodon, and especially the league in general, has become a lot more power hitting, which plays against Carlos Rodon because he's a fly ball pitcher. He's not a ground ball pitcher. Outs is outs, fam. But he's a fly ball pitcher in a league that's hitting bombs. Tom, wake up over Carlos Rodon on the 347 ERA. 347 ERA under. Let's go. Let's be real here. Let's look. Okay. Oh, I'm being real. Le- level with me. Being level with very me. real. Level with me. Very right? real. <laughs> if we. It's the vodka talking. <laughs> Series vodka. Uh, if we look at it and say to ourselves, we're expecting a progressive season from Reynaldo Lopez, from Dylan Cease, from Michael Kopech, from Joe Gonzalez and Mike and fucking Dallas Keiko while you're at it. You know, why don't you just throw those guys in there? You, you look at a rotation that doesn't have a lot of room. Increased competition drives increased performance. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I sure. That's not necessarily proven, but continue. It's not necessarily proven. It's proven. So, <laughs> Stackholt, help me out. All right. So, unbelievable. You end up with one of these guys in a bullpen role where they're trying to prove themselves as a fifth starter, right? Somebody along the line is going to have to be in in long relief or in in a situation where a reliever or a starter went down due to injury and they're needing to prove themselves. I got a feeling Rodon is going to be in that situation, being that he's coming back in June. July, but go ahead. June. All-star break. I got my fingers crossed All-star break. Point being, he's going to have to come out fucking firing, right? He's going to be the best Rodon that we've seen from the beginning. I pray you're right. I pray you are right. I pray I'm right, too. Under For the sake of the White Sox. And the other thing that's helping my under 347 is that he's going to be throwing less innings. And that's the hardest part. And that's why for a second I was like, eh, small sample size. For a small sample size, maybe he is close to that number. He's still going to be over. He throws 60 innings, comes in even at, three, at his peak for four ERA. And you're even at be his peak, fucking, he hasn't been that good. You're going to come to me and say, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I was so wrong. Well, about here we go. About guys you're wrong about. Nick Madrigal. <laughs> does he start... Okay, Adam actually brings up an interesting point here, too. He might be under 3-4-7 if he's a relief pitcher. If he's a starter, no way. He there starts, we go. He comes in in but June, which is what I'm saying. July, late but June. Yes. Late June, he's going to He's come scheduled up. for July. He's coming You're up in not going to rush him off Tommy John. Coming in late June. 
after the Sox are in a little slump. I'll make a bet a, on that right three, now. <laughs> a three-game slump. The Sox say, I don't know. I know what's going to fix this little Carlos Rodon. He's going to come in in a long-relief setting and have to prove himself. He's going to come in in three long-relief outings, and then there's going to be some, like, whatever, injury, something like that that's going to bring him into the starting rotation. He's going to be fired the rest of the year. This is why I'm not placing a bet on any of this, and I'm not placing a six-pack bet like last year. I will place a six-pack bet on this, though. <laughs> Nick Madrigal starts more than 100 games this year, Tom. Over, uh, under. Here's your sheet. Over or under. Well, where are you at? I'm over. I'm over 100. You as well. I am also over 100. I literally, this is what I've been trying to say the whole time with you people. Is You people. You people. You stack cult people, whatever. <laughs> All right, Literally, guys. I, I think one of the biggest on. Madrigal fans there is is Carrie, and he is just not need, stack cults. I just need to like level with all everybody right now. I don't dislike stats. Stats are really important. They're a huge part of the game. They're the reason why most of us like the game. You know, uh, I I just like certain stats more than others. You know, batting average being one of them. Fuck you all. Uh, and Whatever, like the fact that I don't care that much about FIP or BABIP or eh, I like war a lot, but you know, it doesn't mean I don't look at them. It's just not the first thing I look at, you know, and it's not it doesn't carry as much weight as I think folks like you <laughs> let them carry. That's all that there is about that, you know? And the other thing is this guy's stat cult leader, I gotta level him out. You know, if I if this was if we were both as into stats as he is, then we would be level me this. We would just be a stats podcast. We would just be a fangraphs podcast, and we don't need that. Level me this. Alex Colomay this upcoming year. Hold on. We didn't even no. finish at Nick you Madrigal. Said, you said I'm, I'm ready to over, move on. I'm over on 100 games. There you I go. think that he's going to be you. up mid-May. Or Probably uh, is uh, April, May. Whenever service time late, is. Late May. Most likely. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Whatever service time is, he'll come up. Or, um, you know, three weeks thereafter. Or two, two and a half weeks thereafter. Exactly. Whatever. So. Give I'll, or take. I'm oh. over on the 100 for sure. Yeah. Now. Since I'm Mr. Stat Cult and you want to hit me for everything over the head with it, yeah. Alex Colome is one of the biggest question marks when it comes to looking at advanced statistics. Now I'm going to give you a cushion here. Alex Colome, three ERA this year over or under? Three ERA? Three ERA at a 285 last year. course let's go baby and that means what tom for the listeners that means that he oh yeah that's right uh sorry to all of those who are not queuing in for this uh he's under that three era alex Colome under three era because because he's the greatest closer that the white Sox have had in the last seven years so since bobby jenks is what you're saying that's what i'm saying even though bobby it's been jenks a lot longer in seven years clip. actually since addison reed Addison Reed was really good. Ball with a ball, baby. And then he got traded for Adam Eaton. Goddamn cliff. Hey, great trade for the White Sox. Yeah. True. So you're going to take the under on the three ERA. 
I'm going to take an under on a three ERA on Colome because. What's leading you toward that, Tom? I just, I don't. Everybody's talking about this regression from him. I don't know that that's going to happen. You know, like, we're going to be in a position to have more save opportunities for him, not fewer. Saves mean nothing hold for on, ERA. Hold but continue. on. His ERA was higher in non-save opportunities. Go ahead and fact check me. That is true. His ERA was lower in save opportunities. Call it adrenaline. Call it ba-da-de-ba. Whatever the fuck you want to call it. That, that was a Kid Rock reference. I know, but, but whatever the fuck you want to call it, he's fire under pressure. So, column A, under three. I'm not afraid to take that. Not placing any bets on this one. I think it's going to be close. Shout out to... But if somebody would say under... 285 where he was last year, I would definitely take the over. Yeah, he's gonna be at 299 and you're gonna owe me fifty dollars. That's why so. I'm not taking bets. <laughs> now uh, another one I would take a bet on. Hold on though, hold oh, on. Oh, okay. We gotta we wrap this to, we gotta wrap this around to still gotta talk. Joel Brand, who said White Sox except, exceptionalism is rampant on this podcast. I've taken the over on all the positive White Sox uh of course. takes and under on all the positive White Sox takes. So over on all the batters and under on all the uh, pitchers I uh, take bear in mind that I'm just excited about this season and I think this is going to be a good White Sox team this is the best White Sox team that I'm going to watch in my adult life most definitely like easily literally shit on me without question shit on me all you want without question 20, I don't 2016 care. had that potential at the th- what the f- the fifth of the year mark yeah uh fifth or fourth of the year way through the year Fuck but it, throwing they started what 23 and 10 two. Uh, 2012 had some talent, but yeah, I mean, they weren't, but you know what I mean? Like those two years, like fantastic onset, right? This is going to be the best season that we've seen start to finish. And uh, fuck you all. If you think that I should temper my (laughs) expectations, Uh, sorry, sorry. I I care deeply about everyone (laughs) out there on White Sox Twitter. You guys are great humans, but fuck off if you want to like make me calm down. You know what I mean? I'm definitely excited. But I'm also trying to look at it not through rose-colored lenses here. Like, understanding that there are still weak points to this team, you know? <laughs> Such as right field. No more Mazzara. No more Mazzara, Tom. No more Mazzara. Now, here is somebody that originally... <laughs> now, are you okay with the number up there? Are you, are you more realistic <laughs> with the number up there? I mean, or is this an over-under for me? It's an over-under for you. For the okay, most part. originally you wrote five on there for Nomar Mazira, 500-foot home runs. Yeah, so be I, extra clear about this. So this over-under is Nomar Mazira, 500-foot bombs. How number many, of 500-foot bombs. How many is he going to hit? Now, is that the number you're going to read off to me? We're, gonna, we're going with the over-under at three. <laughs> three, five, or push. It's either that or it's push. I'm at- um, three is a realistic number. You originally put five. So yeah, right. <laughs> I would definitely take the under on five. Um, yeah. three, it's close. Push. I'm still gonna go under. I like to believe that the White Sox are going to find. First off, are we playing the Marlins? I really, I really, really, really. Really like the idea of the White Sox signing Puig before the season starts. It's not. I happening. know it's not going to happen. It's not happening. But 
I really still like the idea. I think it would be a really nice Since compliment. It's a visual medium. There you go. <laughs> There's uh, a little face for but you. But <laughs> I think because he's, I mean, he he had probably two or three 500 foot bombs last year. Puig? No, I'm talking about Mazzara. Mazzara, yeah, yeah, yeah. Two, um, three, It was whatever. two or three. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that there's going to be a point where the White Sox are looking at other options in right field, or actually Liuri is going to be starting more games in right than we would actually like to believe, sadly. That that may be the... Especially once Madrigal is up. That's probably it, it's, especially with what you just said there. We're going to have a lot of uh, Mazzara games to start the season. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to have a lot of... And then Magical is going to come up, and then we're going to have a lot of Liuri games. In right. Which right? Is, honestly, is that what you're saying? Yeah. And mm-hmm. honestly, that makes us a good outfield defense. Right. You. As much as I don't... You shade I don't Mazzara, necessarily... You get Mazzara out of there, and you have Liuri and... Uh, Robert. 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 Out in, like, shading the hell out of... Uh, fucking Eloy so that he doesn't even have to like actually play defense. He can mm-hmm. just be there for the bat. And then you call it a day, right? I mean, yeah, I here's here's where I'm at. I don't necessarily think that Nomar Mazzara or Leary Garcia, when you take free agency into consideration, are the best options that we have in right field right now. However, <laughs> however, I really do think that while Yuri Garcia is not the answer, I can almost see him having a more productive year at the plate than Nomar Mazar. More 500-foot bombs from Mazzaro, though. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> uh, over, under on Yuri Garcia hitting a f- uh, one 500-foot bomb, I'm going to take yeah, the Yeah, we're going to take an under on... <laughs> Under on Leary Garcia and his four foot six self. Exactly. (laughs) Tom, we've been talking for 35 minutes or so, and I'm running low on Alki. So, shall we take a break? Yes, yes. And this break, this drink break, this beverage break break is brought to you by DBC Brand. Tom, as the sons of Honarchy, sometimes we have a hard time getting our name out there. Don't you agree sometimes? It's possible. We have a product that we want to get seen by as many people as possible. That's true. And we have a service, a podcast specifically, and some tweets that go underappreciated when we put ourselves out there, right? That's, yeah, yeah. And sometimes we need some sleek, impeccable presentation, but... You and I both lack the know-how on how to do that, right? That's true. Well, since we have all those problems, we need to get in touch with DBC Brand. Mm -hmm. They have your choice of three tiers of social media marketing plans that you can access and get professional social media content curation, email marketing, blog posting, live video and photography sessions. Holy shit, we need that. Absolutely. Not to mention more. Uh, so find out more by visiting dbcbrand.com. Give yourselves and your business the creative edge it, it deserves needs. and needs. Uh, and that's DBC. Digital, Digital by Creatives. creatives. 
Is it the best ad we'd ever read? Yes, 100%. Easily. Oh, we were still recording. <laughs> Every few podcasts, we hop on the mic and we give each other time uninterrupted, which is the key to just talk about something outside the lines of baseball, right? Mm-hmm. And specifically this week, you are charged about something outside I'm the lines. Revved, <laughs> fucking uh. revved up about something outside the lines of baseball. So uh, we call it the Minoso Minute because Minnie Minoso, the White Sox legend, was the first Latin American-born uh, player in the major leagues, and that did a lot for baseball outside the lines of baseball. So, Steve-O, you ready to go off about uh, what you got in your mind? Absolutely. So here's where I'm at, and I actually feel like I'm in the majority with most of baseball fans at this point when it comes to the whole Aubrey Huff situation. So the news that just broke was Aubrey Huff is not allowed back for the 2010 San Francisco Giants 10-year reunion for their World Series celebration. And honestly, kudos to the San Francisco Giants organization for telling Aubrey Huff to basically go fuck himself because – Where I'm at with this is you are totally entitled to your political opinion. This has nothing to do, even though Aubrey Huff tried to swing it this way, that this has to deal with his political stance and him supporting Donald Trump and the fact that San Francisco is super left. That's not it, dude. What it has to deal with is you going on Twitter and saying things such as, oh, just did my target practice for... Uh, at, at the shooting range, I can't wait to, sh- uh, you know, protect myself against people that try to take my guns or um, what else? Uh, Anti-Iranian stuff, too. So, like, Mr. Oh, I can't wait till we go over there and rescue their women and they can do stuff for us. That's literally yeah. a, a nice way of saying what Aubrey Huff said. Mm-hmm. That being said, kudos to the San Francisco Giants. Screw you, Aubrey Huff. You got what you deserve. The San Francisco Giants are totally entitled to their opinion and totally entitled to not let you come back because it is their organization, not yours. And on top of that, you're a douche. So you got what was coming to you. You're a douche, Aubrey Huff. And that's all from Sons of Honarchy. A little creation that we had the first year we started doing this, aka last year. Last year, um, <laughs> at the beginning of the year, I want to say we were we brought it out during a live recording at Shinix in May. And fucking shout out to Shinix! That was shout out to Shinix. That really Honestly, fun. that reminds me, Tom. Do your best. Keep June twenty seventh open. I, I want to do something special. All right. After the game, June is 27th. that a is, is that a, a weekend? Saturday. Ooh, good fucking luck. So, <laughs> I'm a manager at a pizzeria. That's when we're busy. So, everybody else, keep your eye open. Take a look at this right now. For we, those of us that are watching visually, which is just a couple of you, but we've got ourselves a little clock here that's essentially saying. Uh, what are we feeling about the rebuild at this moment? So 
last year we were in around fucking like here or here or whatever. We were definitely on the bad side of the doomsday clock. Like, not looking hot. Six o'clock or lower. You know? I definitely had a sign that episode two that we brought this clock out for the first time that said hashtag pray for my liver. So <laughs> that's fucking right. I forgot about that. That's hilarious. So we were sitting at Shinnick's pub, I want to call it. Yeah. Shinnick's pub. We just, you know, we're slinging drinks and watching the game and having a good old time with a bunch of 40-somethings. Yep. <laughs> but, but, but heavy cans. And 40-somethings might be an underestimation. Yeah, they were like a bunch of boomers. Boomers. Hanging out. Most definitely uh, boomers. Watching the game. So happy we went, honestly. It was a good time. Fucking great people, great time, good game we watched. I want to say it was... It was. Ivan Nova. Yeah. He pitched lights out against it, Cleveland. Game. Awesome. Anyway, so this is kind of so the rebuild, range yeah. we were in last year during the height of the rebuild, as it were. Yeah. So you'll see, as a doomsday clock should read, we've got... Uh, midnight being the worst possible situation. Here, guaranteed rate logo going down, obviously. Uh, and then we work our way toward better, as you can see by the progression of pictures here. Uh, Disco Demolition Night, Jerry, Kenny, Charlie Tilson uh, with his butt up in the air. Um, I honestly don't even know who this is, but I do remember this happening. It was against uh, the Mets in like 2013. Trust the prospects. Playoffs, right? So, and we've got some sayings here. We are screwed, singing the blues, alive and renewed, and tried and true. So, Tom, in regards to the White Sox State of the Union, where are we at? I'm going to go right around alive and renewed, winning ugly. I'm going to go with what I said last Wow, last podcast, I think it was, in terms of, look, we may not have the best win differential in the league this upcoming year, but we're going to come away with some close win differential victories. or run differential i tried, you meant run differential I right to say hold on hold on because we definitely had a rough run differential last year too and i want to bring that up in a second i'm trying to get as much vodka in me as possible there you go yeah you, you brought some really good that's stuff. the move <laughs> you brought some really good vodka over here i'm happy so that was my peace offering after you blasted me on twitter yeah. but continue <laughs> peace offering accepted and i would say i'm around this alive and renewed because look We've been on, on record saying this rebuild is over. We're done here. It's time to start winning. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that we are going to be the winningest club immediately. Right? Oh, yeah. Of We're going to be competitive and vying for first place in the AL Central, which is, all jokes aside, the worst division in the entire major leagues, not just the American League. Mm, don't give me that yeah, fucking probably. Face. It, it probably, probably is. is. It probably it is. It probably is. Factually is. <laughs> so you're talking about. Look at you talking in facts. Facts. The Indians about to drop off a cliff. The Royals, Tigers not going fucking nowhere. Although the Tigers did sign our boy Ivan Nova to a big <laughs> Speaking ass of Ivan Nova. Speaking of Ivan Nova. Oh my goodness. He's about to pitch lights the fuck out against us. It's going to be really annoying. No. Nah. You don't think nah. so? Lineup looks so different. The lineup looks so different. I don't no know, way. No, fam. Go I ahead. No. Uh, low key, though, that is the pitcher I fear the most out of the Tigers lineup. Okay. So. I'm around the lot. I'm around the. Ah, 
I'm alive. I'm around alive and renewed, right? Mm-hmm. Hit me with where you're at on this clock. Well, I'm I love assuming it. it's on, on the live this feed. Side. Adam just hit you with the Ivan Nova sucks. And also, <laughs> I love that I just called him Ivan Nova when I called him Ivan Nova all year. Yeah, the, um, finally you call him Ivan. You know Nova. what he really is though? The boo boo pitcher. BBP. BBP. I am. I'm not gonna lean that far, and I'm not doing it just because it's convenient. I'm sitting like what the fuck? I'm sitting like right there between like trust in the prospects. Uh, here's the thing. I'm really excited for this upcoming year. Do not get me wrong. I'm super pumped. We are projected to be a winning ball club for the first time in a decade, basically. I mean, we haven't had a winning ball club in even longer than that. But here's where I'm at. This team is still not the AL Central favorite. This team, if the offseason was an A, if Han or Kenny or Jerry did everything that they could, this team would be in a better position to take the AL Central. They're not in the best position that they possibly can be to take the AL Central. They've got a lot of undeveloped prospects. They've got a lot of unproven prospects. They've got a lot of guys that have question marks around them, especially when it comes to the starting rotation. I'm super pumped to see this offense average five, six runs a game, but at the same, which is a ton, maybe five, right? Number-wise. Nine to ten runs a game. We are not the Detroit Tigers of the late 2000s. Anyway, (laughs) with that being said, there's so many question marks around the starting rotation, the bullpen, even though the bullpen is is was what I said was going to be the strong point, it could also be the weakest point of this team, depending on how they perform. Pitching volatility. The, the it's crazy this year with how much our pitching is. It there's just it doesn't necessarily suck, but there's so many question marks. This so, is why Carlos Rodon is the me. savior. I'm so the done with savior. that. Stop yourself now. This is why I'm sitting bet- closer to alive and renewed and a little higher up toward where we want to be on the doomsday clock and further away from where we were last year because even though this team is going to be a lot better, I don't necessarily believe that they're a playoff team yet. I don't necessarily believe that. I think they're one strong or one – I don't even say strong – one decent bat away. Oh, you think it's a bat? And one starter there you go. that's going to really step out and prove themselves or a signing that's going to make this team go above, you know, where they're at now. So that's kind of where I'm at is I don't think that it's necessarily a bat that we need. We need more starting pitching. And, like, isn't that crazy to think we signed two veteran starting pitchers and it's just like, oh, we probably need more starting pitchers. But they're not aces. Like, the White Sox, outside of what Giolito proved he could do last year, they don't have an ace. And like we said last year, Giolito last year, in our eyes, was a lost cause. We literally said we wrote him off immediately. So it's going to take... As I've said already, it's going to take Carlos Rodon, 
but maybe not Carlos Rodon. I don't know why I said my that. It's because God. you keep pinding my that God. stupid name in my head. It's going to take Reynaldo Lopez or Michael Kopech or uh, Dylan Cease to step above and beyond what is projected of them this year because the projections do not look pretty. They look okay. They don't look pretty. They don't look playoff baseball. All right. So I had a big follow-up to that that I forgot because I took a sip of vodka. You might want to lower your alcohol into the <laughs> as I'm double fisting over here. Yeah. So cheers you. to those of you that tuned in. It's just the vodka bottle. It's all good. Yo, here's the thing, though. I, I'm i off tomorrow. You got to go teach the future of America tomorrow. <laughs> the future of America. The future <laughs> ditch diggers of America. Holy <laughs> Okay, I'm so bad. Hey, the, we're you know the one take podcast. That's some shit we. I will never forget. A teacher came up to me at the end of my f- first year of teaching. Yeah, and I go, man, this student, yada yada. Like, I just can't get through to them. This is going on, so on and so forth. He goes, well, the world needs the world needs ditch diggers and road construction people too. Hey, road construction people make more money than I do. Fuck so, that teacher. Road construction people make more money than I do. That's true. At, Sorry, dude. Hourly, at least. So Education is fucked up, guys. True. So, Support your teachers. Hey, thanks, buddy. They look like this. <laughs> they look like bums with $10 white socks caps from Soxfest and scruffy beards and slinging beers at glasses and slinging beers at 830. It's still 830. I'll stop at nine. I'll stop at nine. No, I won't. No, absolutely not. <laughs> okay. So wrap up. Wrap we, up. We did a lot today. We talked about where the fuck we're at on the whole doomsday clock. We talked about where we're at with all of our over-unders. It's a great burp, by the way. Thank you. I didn't do it into the mic. That's not I me. know. You're being the heel right now. I'm being the fucking heel. <laughs> um, we did – what else did we talk about? We talked about how your stat cult leader. Not the stat cult we- leader is what we talked about. <laughs> We talked about how Nick Madrigal will actually be decent. I talked. We talked about uh, how we had a lot of mess ups last podcast, and we have a lot fewer this one. Uh, no promises. We'll give it another listen. The but mistake, I'm sure we'll have lower the mistakes than, may what come. Was it, like seven. <laughs> yeah, it was like seven. Whoops. <laughs> the mistakes will come when you uh, get to the end of the season and you look at my over unders. That's true. When the mistakes will come, but. Doesn't matter. I'm hyped for this season. You're hyped for this season more so than you have been. That's is a good it, way to put it. You're it, hyped, but I'm more hyped than I have been. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most real thing I've said all podcast. Is it fair to say this is the most hype you've been ever, though? Period in a story. Absolutely not. I mean, here's the thing. I I date my White Sox fandom further back than you do. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. I'm so, like, I'm like 2006, when I went to the second game of that season, I didn't go to opening day. We didn't have tickets to opening day, but we had tickets to the second game of the season, which was ring game. And my cousin, they got, they all got their, their th- I think they all got their rings, World yeah. Series rings. Um, they also gave away replica rings. And my cousin, who was, I think, maybe like 20... 
trying to think of how much older he is than me. He's probably like 27, 26 at the time. Gives me his replica ring, and I'm super pumped about it. Like, that 2006 was hype, especially since you gave up Rowan for Tomei, and you got another bat in the DH spot that was going to produce. Like, that was exciting. That was crazy because you were bringing back almost everybody. And then on top of that, I mean, 2008, I got to actually go to one of the home playoff games. Yeah. So I that is my ultimate, like, being hyped about White Sox baseball. Being a part-season ticket owner this year, if they make the playoffs, then I'm, I'm – I'm, I'm, or if they're in a playoff run this year, trust me, that will be the most excited I have ever been about White Sox baseball in my entire life. For sure. Yeah, I'll be out here scalping slash hitting up everybody I know if they're in the playoffs saying, like, yo, give me a ticket stat. Because I am not a part season ticket owner, unlike wealthy boy across the table. Wealthy boy (laughs) on the teacher salary, baby. Charter teacher, charter school teacher salary. Gang, gang, you already know. We out here slanging dollars. Just because you're in the Austin neighborhood doesn't mean you, white-skinned male, get to say gang, gang on the mic. Hey, my students would appreciate That's all that matters. (laughs) Tom, any last thoughts? Oh, God, no. I think we basically spat it out all all out there. We're we're solid. Yeah. We've said a lot. Oh, We've been on the mic for about an hour. One thing we should say. Mm Mm-hmm. Rebuild or bust. And in Han we trust. Have a good one, everybody.